0: Warning. The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in detailed and loving terms and as such may not be appropriate for young children, the Trump family, or your grandmother. But then again, I've never met your grandmother. She may be more into this than you know. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to A Harry Brown Companion. I am Sir Arcane. I'm Lansing Mike. This is a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. And turn my phone down because I'm a popular boy today.
1: Oh, uh, so that's what that beep was. Okay. Yes. Yes. Some,
0: somebody just sent me another message oh. on Recon. It's nice being popular.
1: So how was, how was your
0: week this week so far?
1: It was a week. It was a week. Lots of work. Work. Uh, The first, what, normal week since the holidays? So five days, all that. Yes, it was good. We ran out to Ann Arbor with friends for shopping and found deals. And so I was like, yay. Yay. I like shopping. I like sales. Yeah. It's not about how much you spend. It's about how much much you you save. save. My friend and I were comparing raincoats and... Hers was much more expensive, but she'd saved much more than I did, so it's like, I think you won. <laughs>
0: of course. Yeah, I didn't spend $500. I saved $500. If only
1: Visa agreed with me. Well, you know, when you're buying quality stuff, it lasts longer. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'd rather you know, buy a pair of boots for 100 bucks than have to buy five pairs for 20 bucks. you know, throughout the time. Yeah, yeah, or... You know, it's
0: like the ad for Mr. S. When you're ready for the good stuff, Mm. you will pay more for Mr. S equipment, but it will last much longer. You'll be able to play with it much harder. You'll enjoy it more. Or at least I've enjoyed everything I've gotten from Mr. S. If you're on a bit of a budget, which we can talk about kink on a budget in detail in a later show, they're neoprene. Is actually, much, is actually very reasonably priced. I was looking up their cocksucker hood, mm-hmm. which has the eyes covered, but the mouth and chin are free. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, these numbers are just estimates. Please verify on the website for current prices that in neoprene, the cocksucker hood was $60. In rubber... Latex rubber, it was $125, and then the leather, I want to say, was like $250. Mm-hmm. Leather's not cheap. Neoprene is cheap, and
1: neoprene's easy to cut, easy to sew. And how durable is it compared to... I know latex requires a lot of care. How, how does neoprene hold up just durability-wise? Neoprene you? holds up pretty well durability-wise. Is it more forgiving than latex?
0: It is more okay. forgiving... I wouldn't leave lubes or greases mm-hmm. on there, but I also wouldn't freak out if I got uh, Crisco on my neoprene pup hood. Okay. One of the things that... I, I was looking up neoprene, and they said that one of the things that will eat away at it is urine, but that's only if like, you let it dry on there. Okay. Surf suits are made out of neoprene, and mm-hmm. surfers piss their suits all the time because, well, the ocean is cold. <laughs> You need a way to warm up. Yeah, so this week for me, I thought that this Saturday was just going to be quiet, Mm -hmm. time, alone. Be able to finish my harness, which still isn't done yet. Mm -hmm. It's looking better. It's getting there. One of these episodes, by episode 25, I'll have pictures of me modeling it.
1: And by episode 25, I'll repurchase knitting needles to finish my scarf.
0: You should have let me know. I've got more nitty needles than I know what to do. With. I just have
1: to figure out what size they were, and you know, uh, and, yeah.
0: and go from there, so you yep. don't have a weird side yep. side chain. Okay, but a couple of things happened on Saturday. I have been talking with this bottom who wanted me to do some rather extreme acts to him that at this point I I will not mention. And he had also found another top that he wanted to play with and have the three of us play together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Eh, "Yeah, sure, okay." It seems a little much for a first meeting. Oh, okay. I was gonna say hesitation, but yeah, this is the first, first. Yeah, I, I'm like, I don't know you. I don't know him. And going pretty extreme. I yeah, and and we're going whole hog extreme. I'm like.
1: Okay, maybe, you know, caution up there, and then... That's why I'm even bad about just grinder, scruff, growler hookups. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I kind of want to chat you up and have coffee or a meal. Yeah. And get to know you on some level before we get down well, and start sucking each other.
0: Well, actually, it, it actually ended up like that. Yeah, 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 So the bottom...
1: Old-fashioned
0: values.
1: Well... Coffee before fisting. <laughs>
0: well, beer, anyway. So the bottom... and we were going to do something saturday during the day mm-hmm. the three of us and the bottom flaked out mm-hmm. but i had been in separate communication with the the other top mm-hmm. and i mentioned to him that hey i have this subside and occasionally i have an itch that i like to get scratched with a flogger i think we'd be compatible And he said, yes, do you ever hang out at the Esquire bar? I'd like (laughs) to buy you a beer. I'm like, sure. So we met at the Esquire bar. He's a nice guy. He comes across as more intense in his kink than I am. I see potential there. I don't know if we will click on a sexual level on a him doming me mm-hmm. but I could see us a just friendship He great guy to talk to I'd be happy to share a beer with him again and also I could see the two of us working over a bottom together so that portion that the the bottom wanted I can see that happening mm-hmm.
1: and I guess that's the other thing I see of with, um you know, hookup apps and sites and all that. It's like why well, I want to get to know someone because, yeah, the flaking out. Mm-hmm. Strangers, I mean, it's amazing just the number of people who will be like, hey, I mean, just this last week, Uh there is someone who just messaged me and said, hey, on I think it was Growler. And I realized I've talked to him in the past, and he lives actually in this area geographically, like this part of town. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, so what are you doing tonight? I'm like, oh, I'm busy. And it's like. But Sunday, and it's like, well, I have things to do Sunday, but I thought, hey, if you want to meet between, you know, this and I have a meeting tonight, and I'm like, well, this could work, and um, yeah, then crickets, he's like, yeah, let's do this, let's get together Sunday, and I'm like, sure, tell me what's good for you, and I've heard nothing since, so I'm like, okay, it's like, what? you're so hot and heavy, even to making, an, a, you know, a day you're going to do it, and then it's just like, oh, I don't feel, I, I you know, like I said, flaky. Yeah. um And then also there was another guy who just had to hate me, you know, hey, which is pretty much like, I'm horny, let's do something now. Never met him. Profile looks interesting. Picture looks cute. um But then that hey also reveals all the old conversations we've had, which were, hey, hey how's hey, it going? Hey. Blah, blah, blah. Hey. A little bit of banter and then crickets. And I'm like, Okay, and so more of the same, I'm like, I, you know, no, I, I want to think of an, a polite way of just putting on the profile, but it wouldn't come off polite. It'd no, no, angsty, it would be one angsty, bitchy wouldn't. ones that I'm always looking at other people saying, oh, you know, chill person, but yeah, that would be me. I need to chill. But no, I, it's just frustrating when people are just, you know, flaky. Yeah. It's like, be a man, state what you want, and carry through with it. But then, you know, I'm thinking myself, and I'm sure in some people's eyes, I've come off as flaky, where I wasn't willing to submit or get together that night, and I'm like, no.
0: I have probably come across, as a flake, to
1: was one fisting bottom that I met on
0: Recon. Mm -hmm. He lives out in Grand Rapids, Mm -hmm. and I would get messages from him at 8 o'clock at night saying... I want your fist in me now. And I'm like, I've just come home from a brutal day of work, and I've been winding down for the past hour. I'm no longer wearing pants. I don't know you.
1: Oh, yeah. You don't have an established relationship. Yeah, uh,
0: other than just messaging back and forth on recon, there's no established relationship here. And you want me to hop in the car and drive to Grand Rapids. I said I'll make a deal with you. I will gladly come out to Grand Rapids and pound your hole into hamburger if you can give me at least twenty four hours notice. Hmm. If you can do that, you
1: know, I I'll this, be able this, to i I'll be able to schedule appropriately. This is not takeout. It's not like pick up a phone, select your service, and then you know yeah. have it delivered immediately. Now, if you were running a business like that, it's like, you know, Fists Across Michigan and, you yeah. know, aiming to please you and, you you know, that was a business model you had. Then, yeah, F- Fisters Incorporated, Brothers in Arms in Brothers. So, yeah, I could see, you know, it's like, hey, it's like any other service. But, no, this is just people doing this recreationally and, you know, casually. And it's like, oh, God.
0: Yeah. Okay, so so on the oh. same thing. The guy in Grand Rapids, I don't know him, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I'm not sure that we're going to click. And I asked, you know, at least 24 hours notice. I get a recon message from one of the guys I was fisting last week at Detroit Bondage Club uh, asking, hey, what are you doing tonight? This was, I want to say about four o'clock. And I thought I turned you off. You didn't. No, I didn't. There we go. I, I had turned down the music volume, not the alert volume. Okay. Um, so four o'clock, he's like, you want to come out and fist me and fist the other guy that I was fisting mm-hmm. last week? And so, I mean, short notice. And I'm. I said to him, well, I'm scheduled to have a beer with this guy. I'll keep it to just one beer and then I will head out your way. And we had a lot of fun. One of the Fisters is also a vacuum pump pig mm-hmm. and he brought along his aquarium pump and several tubes. I got myself into a, he called it a head tube. So it's got a narrow length of tube that's about, I'm going to say five to six inches long. Mm-hmm. And then a larger upper chamber. So the idea is that your cock will just expand to fill the lower portion of the tube, mm-hmm. and then it won't get any more stretch on it because it's hit the walls of the tube. But then your head and your foreskin, if you're into that, has room to expand more in the upper section. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, he got in his big, uh, looks like a sun tea jar. Mm-hmm. Not an actual Sunchi Jar, because there are pumpers who actually use those. But, yeah, he got in that. The other guy got in Monster Tube Junior, which is kind of conical uh, to it, which, you know, gives a nice, gives a more natural shape to it. Um, it doesn't look like pumped out, bloated me. It just looks like big. Um, so, got in the tubes, got my hands in both of them. Not at the same time, because the host did not have side-by-side slings, and we were in his basement dungeon in a sling so one at a time, and we agreed that three people is the perfect number for a fisting scene, because you've got the bottom, and you've got the, the top, you know, completely focused on the hole, and then you have an assistant who's there with the poppers, with the nipple clamps, with the paper towel with the camera. (laughs) Took a few photographs. I want to make a sequel to Andy Warhol's Blowjob, which was just a tight close-up of a guy ostensibly getting a blowjob.
1: Just his face? Yeah,
0: just just the face, and I think it was even silent. But I said, you know, just looking at, at the expressions at the bottom while he was getting worked over, I'm like, I just want to record your face for posterity and the moans and the sounds coming out of you because there were times when the language processing centers of his brain just completely shut down. and He was just babbling
1: and laughing and crying. And It'd be great if, you, yeah, if you could isolate the sounds of him he's making and not the scene itself, just so it's. I mean, just yeah. I mean, and I mean, the visuals would be easy enough, to focus, but then. You know, sounds like directional mic. Yeah,
0: I mean, a directional mic, but also in that setup, at least, the top was rather quiet Hmm. uh, most of the time, and they weren't going fast, so there wasn't a lot of squelching or or farting or a lot of smacking lube sounds. A little bit of sound editing, but it would would have to be an actively manned camera, because... Yeah, it got to a bit of thrashing now and
1: again, so have to be able to maintain that close-up. So, so it sounds like maybe we need four, because you'd need your camera person, and then you'd need like, the person who's the assistant. <laughs> the, the nurse in the situation, you know. Yeah, well, maybe. Patient, doctor, nurse, and then, you know, film crew. Yeah, if we were going to do that.
0: If I wasn't just focused on the face, mm. if I was just shooting
1: porn, and was already lit and set or maybe up. Maybe he has a helmet with a GoPro on it. Focusing on his face. So that no matter where the head going, you're always... Yeah, it. yeah. Helmet with a GoPro and and a, a mirror. And, yeah. <laughs> Technology. We have ways of figuring this out. <laughs> it can be done. It doesn't, it doesn't take that much.
0: And I learned... I mean, I'm relatively experienced as a fisting top. And I learned a few things. And I asked him, where, where did you learn that? He said, when Mafia... Was at Campit. It, is where he learned. And no, what's Mafia? Mafia is a fisting club out of Chicago. Okay. And they've been around since the bad old days. Since Reagan. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Maybe even longer. But yeah, they are... They're a huge fisting club out of Chicago. I think they have
1: some association with
0: Hellfire.
1: So it sounds like something that also kind of got started in the the beginning of the AIDS. Yeah, So yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, when you think of it, fisting, yeah, it's, it, it's a safer kind of, you know, sex. Yeah,
0: and I want to find uh, a mafia member and ask, or, or ask at the Leather Archives and Museum and find out, how far back does fisting go, right? Fucking has been around a- as long as there have been sexes, mm-hmm. right? But how how much history does fisting have? Did it just show up fully formed oh, no, in, in the sure clubs it, in the 70s? Or... Well, I'm sure
1: it's been done before that. I mean, all you need is Lou, basically, and, you know, two individuals. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it would be one of those things, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, you know pleasure of getting something up your ass has been around for a long time and you know it's, it's just point, more and more and more and at some point they just thought hey well fingers work well fingers lead naturally to more fingers and then suddenly it's a fist and so, then suddenly it's an elbow and, and it's i, I a can't shoulder. and i can't think that you know in the, the heydays of nero and bacchanals and all that sort of stuff they everything was not happening then probably i'm, I'm sure you know there are things that even nowadays the most jaded dungeoneer would be looking at thinking christ
0: <laughs> in olden days a glimpse of stocking
1: was <laughs> you know changed, so yeah I'm sure you know it, it's nothing new under the sun i know we've had these bodies for how long and we have found many ways of getting and giving pleasure with them i'm sure yes Neanderthal. So. neanderthals were probably fisting each other yes
0: i was initially planning on going down to detroit today because yeah uh, there's a pop Puppy mosh? Yes. Michigan Puppy Patrol has a mosh on the second Sunday of every month Mm -hmm. at 3 o'clock. Okay. And if you contact Harry Prone Companion, I would be able to direct you to their site, and you can get vetted by them if you are interested in moshing out in Detroit. Uh, Looking at the roads and the fact that my husband needs the car today— I'm not going to be able to do it unless I can get somebody else to. Well, drive I heard me.
1: your call and I was like, "Oh, that could be interesting. A, a fun way to spend an afternoon." But I always have a, a meeting I have to go to on the second Sundays of. So it's like oh, always the second uh, Sundays. I'm like, yeah, oh. it's always it's always the second Sunday. So yeah, and, I already have a, a a commitment then. So yeah,
0: and Bellum, I know she goes to those, but she. Was in Novi on Saturday and stayed in the Detroit area, so I was not able to catch a ride with her. So, oh well, I will,
1: I will get back there one of these days. There'll be other months. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like it's a regular. They're pretty regular. Yeah,
0: it's a regular thing. I was there for the first two, and left kind of feeling drained and wiped out after each one. In a good way, like. Exhausted, drained? Or? Yeah, it exhaust, it really exhausted it. And probably a little dehydrated, too. Okay. But, yeah, it, it was different. And, I mean, one of the things about the venue where it is, and the, the group, is that it is a pansexual group and a pansexual space. Okay. And we have talked before about how the energy in pansexual kink mm-hmm. is very different with... Slightly less sex than gay kink, which is about 50-50. <laughs> half kink, half sex.
1: Yeah, I don't I know. For me, yeah, it seems like in the you know pansexual or straight kink world, it seems like kink can be more for its own sake. Mm-hmm. And I know many people who like don't mind scenes with people they're not sexually attracted to because they're in it for the scene. Right. Whereas I think with the gays, it does feel like it's more of a thing of foreplay. Yes. It's it's an excuse to get naked and be doing things with each other to lead to the sex. Not, no, not for everyone, but it seems like more, that's more the case. Right. With the Fisters, I was the only
0: one who shot a load. Mm -hmm. The other two came, but that was with a hand up their ass, and that was just moaning, twitching, and yelling, and a dribble or two afterwards, Mm -hmm. so. But for other definitions of sex, right? You know, I can sort of understand that because among straights, for a long time, sex had more lasting consequences than gay sex did. And then the pill came, and then AIDS came,
1: and that equation flipped. So, <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it can be a different, you know, yeah, there's different dynamics in any community. But, yeah, that maybe that's why there's less... I see, you know, overlap with gay kink and straight kink communities. Like, Oh, and speaking of that's one thing I did do this week. I went to the Munch uh, because the first Thursday Munch they have for the local area. Oh, yes. I did make it to that uh, mostly as a break from work to get dinner and but stayed a while and chatted with some people met some people um i hadn't seen before and talked to others and it was uh yeah the thursday munches tend to be a bit more crowded than the sundays Ooh, i think okay. it's the third sunday of the month they have one and then the first thursdays at trippers they do the munches and yeah it, it seemed to be pretty crowded and also pretty loud so okay harder to hold a conversation it feels that way the noise okay. levels were and even after I imagine the noise is coming from a handful of people because even after many had left, it was still loud. Hmm. So it's like okay, I mean, just people having a good time and talking, but maybe the nature of the room itself is not designed for deadening sounds. So no, it it and also people get very excited. Way. I mean, it's 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 kind of hard to socialize there because there's so many people coming in that you know that you have to acknowledge and talk to and you want to, but it's just like one thing after another. If you're in a conversation. Someone's going to come in and there's no way to kind of focus on one person. You ADHD. It's like, you know, that. Yeah. If, if you aren't that way, there's someone else, you know, who's that way. Who's going to be. Oh, hey. And, you know, I, there's something I wanted to say to somebody and someone new. And it's like, oh, I'll grab him. She ran across, got someone and pulled him out of a conversation. So I could say the thing that. Right. He, would be of interest to him. And it's like, to me, that's like, okay, you just stole him from one conversation to yeah, give this bit of information, and <laughs> it's like, okay. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to have
0: just the three of us with the fisting, mm-hmm. because we mentioned that DBC is nice, it's wonderful, but it has a very high squirrel factor
1: okay. to it. Something always going on. Yeah,
0: there's always something going on, and it can make it difficult to f- fully focus on the guy that you're supposed to be focusing mm-hmm. on. So having just the three and having that assistant who can worry about everything else mm-hmm. lets the bottom focus purely on opening up, lets the top focus purely on the bottom's task, mm-hmm. and it leads to a much more pleasurable time for everybody involved. And
1: But yeah, that distraction. That also, um, last night I just... Out of curiosity to see who was out, walked to uh, Esquire. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep, yeah, it was busy. There were quite a few people out on a Saturday night. I was there from uh, about 11 till midnight. And the trouble is, though, um, well, it's not a trouble. It's just a f- probably a feature, a feature I don't particularly care for, DJs. It's oh. not a dance club for me. Mm-hmm. I go there to chat with people and just hang out and have conversations. So when there's a DJ... It's one thing if it was kind of like background music, like the jukebox, but it usually is loud because they're trying to make that kind of dance hall vibe. And and it's like, I can't, I mean, I could not understand half of the things that the people at the table I'm with are saying to me. And it probably is my own hearing, but, yeah, you know, I'm just smiling, nodding, pretending like I heard because to repeat constantly, what'd you say, what'd you say? interrupts conversation
0: Make, makes you want to learn american sign language
1: oh and i think that would be perfect i mean uh, you know i i wish i had taken more classes in it and had more friends who were more fluent because yes that's perfect bar language you know yeah. you can talk across the room you can talk at your table yes it would be ideal for bars also much easier to eye drop on conversations just like oh what are they saying over there oh hello Playing a
0: modern-setting role-playing game, my character, his day job was a bartender, Mm -hmm. and I gave him two ranks of American Sign Language, and when the GM asked why, I said,
1: you ever been in a bar? (laughs) Or have a a patron who comes up who, you know, I had that working. It's You know, someone came up, and I wish I was more fluent in Sign because they needed to buy something, and I really wish I could have talked to them naturally. This segment of A Harry Prone Companion is brought to you by
0: Duke's Dog Food and Brewery. This month's brew is Red Tick Red Amber Ale. It's got a taste that latches on and won't let go. All right, now that we've got the gossip out of the way. Gossip that we need to cut back on. And we've done less than a half hour of gossip this time. We promised that we would be talking about... Since we talked about titles like Sir a couple weeks ago, we also want to talk about titles like Mr. Michigan Leather and the
1: contest. So not just an honorific, but an actual title. Yeah, an actual title, an actual award. Something that involves a sash. Yeah, sash
0: queens! (laughs) And sash husbands. So... You've never competed. Have, Have you ever... No. Seen Now, I know you oh, said i have been, been to IML.
1: And I saw parts of, I think one time I was just there and wandering, and didn't buy any tickets to any of the events. Mm-hmm. But the other time I volunteered, so part of the volunteering package is you get to go to the events that you're, you know, at least ones you're not working somewhere else at. So I saw a couple. I think I saw the pecs and personality part of it, mm-hmm. which, at least the one I saw, seemed kind of, uh, not silly, but kind of staged. It's like, we're going to ask these questions and, you know, how would you make the world a better place, who, who, and things like that. It just, it almost felt like, you know, like a parody of a beauty pageant for that one. I can't remember what else I saw. I think there was a talent part, I'm not too sure, or I'm, maybe I'm thinking of, it was a year they had uh, a couple performers from, uh, well, one was a performer from Cirque du Soleil, and he and another man would... Were working on the stage doing their stuff. He was the one who was let go from Cirque because of his HIV status. Oh, okay. So, but I had the honor of being working in the hallway, like watching a door, while he and they were practicing in the hallway, this empty hallway, their routine, before going on stage. So, these beautiful men, ripped and not wearing too much, just balancing on each other, and right there, as I'm just standing there, it's like, oh, thank you, (laughs) a little private show. Yeah,
0: the (laughs) ultimate
1: pickup line, Hi. I'm with Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that was, But yeah, I saw bits and pieces of the thing, and you know, and I've seen bits and pieces on videos, but mm-hmm. never, yeah, yeah. I have been to a couple of
0: Mister Detroit Eagle mm-hmm. contests back when there was a Detroit Eagle. That's <sighs> another leather bar dying due to hookup apps. Yeah, and it is. Part of it is a beauty pageant, but it's also charity and fundraising. You know, these contests began as AIDS fundraisers. And the Leathermen were like, okay, how can we take care of our own? And, you know...
1: Yeah, every society is not chipping in, helping out. We needed to take care of this, you know. We need to take care of our own because no one else is.
0: Right, and it was
1: said that... Back in the '80s, the
0: two groups that raised the most money for AIDS research were the Leathermen and the Drag Queens. The ones on the fringes. I, I get that. I understand that, and why they have. And they both did in the same way. Effectively, it's through these mm-hmm. contests and pageants and the sashes. Yeah, I mean, they're at Detroit Eagle. There was a jockstrap look. A Formal leathers look, Mm -hmm. and then there was a a play look. So,
1: three different looks and costumes. That'd be like swimsuit, evening gown, you know, right? Corollary to Miss America or Miss Universe or such.
0: And yeah, just some, yeah, the most asinine (laughs) questions that I recall. Like, can a master get fucked and still be a master? Yes. Masters have prostates too.
1: um... Well, you know, that probably also, maybe the question itself was out of ignorance or maybe it was simply to get the discussion going because there is this talk about, you know, we do have these mindsets of, you know, dominant, submissive, and in parlance of culture, a lot of times the bottom is the submissive no matter what. Because we, good old sexism. The one getting fucked is the inferior, and the one fucking is the superior, yeah. because of the man woman thing. Right, and you know we are a sexist society, so yeah, the bottom is often seen as inferior. So yeah. that question is yeah. along those lines, and whether it's just to get the discussion going, or whether they're just like yeah, a no, shape, and, like, and, oh. and the point of
0: it was to was to get a five minute answer right. out of that question,
1: and also I think it, it's a way for the um you know the contestant to actually, you see how in-depth can they go into that? Do they just, you know, give a flippant, you know, comedic answer? Do they not know what to say? Or do they have a well thought out and then bring it around to what is the real question here? Right, right. You know, is bottoming an inferior act?
0: (sighs) No, it's a lot of fun. (laughs) And they also asked about, there was also a segment where they gave a talk about what they did for the community Mm
1: -hmm. that year. I I see the importance of that, too, because in a way, if you just have the contest and there wasn't something more to it, you know, it can be fun in that. But then in the end, you'd be like, well, that was fun. But what did we really do? Right. I think at some point you do need to have that feeling of we accomplished something. We did some good other than just having fun. Fun is great, but fun all by itself. It's like, okay, it grows tired after a while. And then it's like, well, what did we actually accomplish? Right.
0: I know that good things have come from these contests. The one that sticks out in my head is that the Mr. Friendly campaign mm-hmm. came out of the year of service from him, I want to say winning Mr. Michigan Leather. He will correct me mm-hmm. when, when he listens to this podcast and will let me know how I goofed up. And, <laughs> and, but but uh, no, for people yeah. who
1: aren't familiar, the Mr. Friendly is... It's the little smiley face that has the, is not like, um, it's the plus the nose, uh. and it's kind of a winking smiley face, and it's basically designed to get over the stigmatism of HIV yes. status. It's like, hey, yes. be friendly, be, you know, HIV friendly, as in, you know, not positive negative, you know, those terms, because those right, are also right. weighted, because positive negative mean two different things, talking about status. Right. You can be... AIDS positive, meaning you are not going to discriminate someone based yeah, on their status. Yeah. So, the um, Mr. Friendly is saying, "Hey, don't be a dick."
0: Yeah, I my hat must be in the car or oh the pop hat you yeah, have. Yeah, my, my my Mr. my one of a kind oh. Mr. Friendly pop hat. I actually made that. I Mr. Friendly was at Menjo's okay. um, with Icon, and I got that hat because Icon was selling some used leather and I got that hat for I want to say like 10 bucks and then I got the patch for 10 bucks and went to Joanne got some glue that would work on leather for a couple bucks and put them together and it doesn't show up well in the photograph on the Twitter account. Mm -hmm. The photo is me and that hat winking but the ears stick out above the top of the hat Mm -hmm. and gives a nice 3d effect and when I showed it to the original Mister Friendly, he
1: really liked what he saw. So, so by your recollection, that whole campaign was kind of something started and, yes. or at least promoted via his it, title. It started.
0: Leadership. It started because of the title. And yeah, you know, one thing I wanted to say is that other things that it promotes, yeah, it, it's about ending the stigma, and through yes, knowing your SAS is important, of mm-hmm. course ending the stigma, and the language that we use. Um, (laughs) Like getting rid of are
1: you clean? Yes,
0: that's a big (sighs) one. Yeah, he had on their Facebook, people will post themselves in the shower with the hashtag we are all clean. Mm -hmm. And he also pioneered the use of the phrase HIV neutral, Mm. which is how I need to use that in my profiles as well. And he has information about prep on the website. Yeah, that little. But which website that, is this? Is it Friendly dot Okay, yeah, I'm sure googling Mister Friendly. Yeah, will. yeah.
1: If you Google Mister Friendly, it it will come up. Because I remember you know seeing the buttons and hearing about it tangentially, but you know knowing that it was the basics of it, but never getting too deep into it. But yeah, yeah. it's you know it's something that we need to you know be aware of, and yeah. I have corrected people on the whole clean thing. You know, even yeah. people who should know better. Someone who's very educated and all that. And he that's what... We're about to do stuff. And he's like, are you clean? And I'm like, okay. And one moment. <laughs> breath. Okay. This is a teaching moment. And this is why that phrase was so... A, offensive and also... Not very useful. Yeah, I'm like... Also, you're asking a, a near stranger you're about to do stuff with... About their status. And... No, we should be acting as if we are both, you know, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean that we, you know, you don't know, and no matter what someone tells you, you still don't know because they might not know. Yeah, you know, they may have been tested, but you know, time goes by fast. Next thing you know, it's been three years since you were tested, and you thought you were just tested. No, that was three years and a lot of fun ago. So right, and you know, he was even discussing,
0: you know, based on the CDC, if you are positive and on-treatment and undetectable, they did a study of like a, a hundred serial discordant relationships mm-hmm. where the HIV was under control and there was no transmission. Yeah. If, if you're on Truvada, there has yet to be a single documented case of someone who is taking Truvada correctly who has gotten infected with HIV. And you know, study in San Francisco that showed
1: these guys had gotten other
0: sexually transmitted diseases. Hmm.
1: Because, you know, they might be yeah, like, hey, yeah. I'm on PrEP. Condoms, oh, yeah, we get to do away with them. It's like, no, no. They're still very useful for so many other things that may not have that specter of death that AIDS had at yeah, the time. And, but still, can fuck you up. And we are quickly running
0: out of antibiotics that work on gonorrhea, so... Yeah.
1: Yeah! Also prep can be you know it can be expensive there are ways even if you yes. don't have insurance that deals with it of getting it there are options but it's powerfully expensive and also I've known people who've had some bad effects oh know, yeah it it is not
0: so. it is not for everyone i mean you do need to have regular blood work when you're on it so
1: but it's still yeah. if it can slow things down or even stop you know transmissions that's wonderful. Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, going back to
0: the sashes and the titles, there is one gentleman I know on Facebook who is currently a title holder. Mm-hmm. And he is catching some major shit because he has started exploring his pup self. And some people in the community, especially the guy who came in second, mm-hmm said that it's not appropriate for somebody who's holding this title to be pup. And I'm like, really, Queen? (laughs) Well, uh, of course, I've also heard stories that back in the day, it was not considered appropriate for bottoms to compete for, say, Mr. Michigan Leather, that they should compete for Michigan Leather Boy. Mm -hmm. But... Those are different things in in different ones.
1: You know, it's kind of like the whole, yeah, thing of sexuality, gender, sex. I mean, it's a very complicated thing. There's a lot of factors that go into just normal sexuality. And this too, it's like leather, dominance, identity, what your kinks are. It's like, yeah, there's so many factors that go into it. Yeah, to say, oh, well, this, yeah, I can understand. You want to define things, you want to have the traditions, but things are also going to change over time, and new things are going to pop up. Right. And, you know... Yeah, and I said to him, I'm reminded of Paris
0: is Burning, and how they came up in the drag balls with all these different categories, Mm -hmm. you know, executive realness, Banji Girl, and that the original intent for having these different categories was to appeal to to broaden it out, Mm -hmm. but then people got caught up in the minutiae of it. and What is what? What right. pigeonhole does this get yeah. into? Yeah, it is, you know, is this... Are you really a butch queen or are you a femme queen? You know, Is this banshee or is it just ugly? Um, <laughs> so, I can see that.
1: Now, but I, have, I can see that, yeah. you know, the trouble is it's like... The difficulty is when I think it's no longer serving its purpose. It sounds to me that the purpose of the titles and the community itself is to do good. Yes, you know, yes. Make something good happen. And if you're going to be disparaging someone because their kink isn't quite, you know, your kink or the flavor you think, it's like, how, is that helping, you know, what is that doing good or is that hurting someone for right. just the sake of pissiness?
0: I like leather contests. I like set, the, the awards mm-hmm. in general just as a celebration of kink of us. And I would encourage people to, if you know that there is a contest around you, look into it and consider running for it. Even if you're not, you know, a muscle-bound hunk, it's the confidence that you project on stage. Now, having said that, a lot of these titles come with responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Some of the titles, like Mr. Detroit Eagle... The only responsibility of Mr. Detroit Eagle was that you be present for a step-down speech and you judge next year's contest, okay? But, Which
1: makes sense because it's, it sounds like a smaller... I mean, it was a location-based... Yes, that, that was know, just a location-based... A bar. A bar yeah. yeah, it was a bar-based contest. Now, would that also meant that the Mr. Detroit Eagle would have
0: moved on and competed in Mr. Michigan no, Leather? No, no. Oh, okay. Mr. Detroit Eagle did not move on and compete in Mr. Michigan Leather because I have... And I think I've told the story before that I rescued a Mister Michigan, a Mister Detroit Eagle belt and okay. vest from a secondhand store. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to find out more information oh, about who it belonged to initially. And I've contacted IML, and I contacted Mister Michigan Leather, the organization, mm-hmm. and they both said no, this was not a feeder contest. But Mister Michigan Leather was nice enough to forward my question on to the leadership of icon okay. who are the one big remaining leather group in Detroit.
1: So the Mr. Yeah. Detroit Eagle was simply a thing that they did themselves. Yes. Yep. Okay. Because I know that yeah, it sounds like the way it works is there's usually like a bar or location based event mm-hmm. and those people go on to the state or the regional one like Mr. Michigan Leather. Right. And that would move on to IML.
0: Yeah, I don't believe now I've I've never attended, I've never applied, and if somebody more knowledgeable, please let us know, I don't believe that there are feeder contests into Mr. Michigan Leather. I think okay. you can apply for that one directly, okay. but Mr. Michigan Leather does feed into international Mr. Leather mm-hmm. in Chicago, so be aware of, of what the responsibilities are. I mean, you if you win that sash, they may expect you to be at that bar doing something mm-hmm. Every weekend, every other weekend, every month, expect you to be able to represent that title in Chicago at International Mr. Leather on
1: your own dime. Yeah. Okay. Because I know I've been to parties that were fundraisers for Mr. Michigan Leather. So there could be a bit of a bankroll for their trip to IML and all that entailed. So it was like kind of representing our state. It's like, hey, you know, sending on, because it can be expensive. The accessories, the travel, the the time, vacation time that you have to take out, and there's expectations of you. I uh, some of that sounds familiar is uh, SCA, Society for Creative Anachronism. Uh-huh. They have titles and they have a king and queen. That's I think crowned for a six month period or maybe it's a full year. But for the you know national organization, there is a king and queen, and they have expectations. They have to be at events. They have to do the circuit, and as my joke is, Scott, it's not a hobby, it's a lifestyle.
0: Yes. And yes. also,
1: I think you're heavily into the leather. It's not just a community, it's a lifestyle.
0: It, it, yeah, it is absolutely a lifestyle. Also, your year of title, you will get out of it whatever you put into it. I mean, you can make it your entire life, or you can have a, a lighter. As I take my hand off it, it okay. looks like things are... And clock's moving again I'm not wibbly wobbling it so we're back I had to take a quick break while my husband had to walk through the room and have a quick conversation Ah, uh, real, real life real life intrudes and of course every single Harry Prone Companion is brought to you by the Esquire Bar on Turner Street in Old Town Saginaw a block north of Grand River
1: Old Town Saginaw? Old Town Saginaw? I don't Saginaw. know. Saginaw. Old Town Lansing. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say... Oh. Okay. We'll okay. See. Oh, uh, there might be some big sounds coming. There's a, a... Salt truck. Salt truck and scraping truck outside.
0: Yay. Well, we'll, we'll move through this. We've already talked a bit about our yard art portion mm-hmm. and crochet that I am still working on my harness. I've been indulging... My other hobby this week, I have a nonsense Twitter bot and I've been tweaking it to adjust the level of nonsense. And so, how's yeah, what is a nonsense Twitter bot? Well, what my bot does is it is subscribed to the top 25 Twitter accounts, the, okay. the ones that have the most Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Anytime it tweets something out, it grabs the 140 most recent tweets and uses that to build a Markov chain. And what I was doing this last week is adjusting the length of the chain. I started, and Markov chains are... I, a Markov chain is, a, is how your phone does predictive text. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so if I type in A-N your phone knows that the next most common characters are either going to be a D or a space, mm-hmm. okay? And it gives you the three most common up there. So I build these probability tables based on the 140 most recent tweets and adjust how many characters are in there because you can do it with, you know, just one. If I've seen also my yeah. phone will predict the next word I want to use. That yes, yes. I, I can do it by word. I'm just doing it by characters, and I found... I've been doing it at two and two works pretty well, mm-hmm. but now I've got an adjusting factor so it, it can either go up to four, which basically ends up retweeting something, <laughs> you know, just a full complete retweet, mm-hmm. uh, or all the way down to one, which is just complete babble. Um, so I've been working on that. And a side effect of that is I'm teaching myself Python. I already know generalized programming and yeah. Python is a rather popular language. And I will tweet out an at for when the show goes live. I'll post it to the Twitter saying, hey, here's my bot. It's mildly amusing. Okay. I I
1: just like, I turned on my phone and went to like the notebook and just hit. (laughs) And what it gives me is I don't have any dick pics on this phone. So (laughs) that is what my phone thinks I should be saying all the time. Is, is like all work in play makes Jack a dull oh, boy. boy. I don't have a, any dick pics <laughs> on, on my phone, phone so just... I don't have any dick pics on this phone, so I don't have any... So we know if I ever gave my phone sentience, that's what it would tell strangers.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. That... And, yeah, I mean, it's one of the silly things you can do with your phone is just keep hitting, you know, keep hitting space for the predictive text and see what it says about you. So... Yeah, so I've been working on that okay. this past week. Which and is crafting of a different sort. It, it it's is, technological yeah, crafting. Yeah, it's technological crafting. And then I had gotten pulled over a while back for running a stop sign, Ooh. even though there were only two cars
1: on the road. Of course the other oh, car I was gonna say all it takes is you and, and a, cop.
0: a cop. Right. And because of that, in order to avoid having points show up on my license. Uh, I had to take a uh, defensive driving class, yep. and I did that online, and that that took up a chunk of my time. Yep. So I have not been able to devote as much time to my crochet as I would
1: like, but it is progressing. It is moving along. And I had the bug take me. My crafting this week was oh, I had um. Dude, last weekend there were just a bunch of really good coupons for Joann's and Michael's. I know there's like a 60% off one item ooh, coupon cool. that I was like, ooh, well, I need to try and find. And Joann's, um, you can use their coupons on their books so that's my thing is like i love craft books and it might be something interesting to see there pretty pictures some good ideas some new techniques a michaels though and i've talked to someone who works at michaels and they're like no we don't we don't have enough markup on the books we only make 40 percent. so if we have a 40 percent coupon we're just giving away the books i'm like but you don't understand you sell me a book make no profit off of it i will probably buy Hundred two hundred dollars worth of supplies to do the things I'm saying in those books uh-huh. It's like and I might be you know buying at the same time. I'm using the coupon for the book So there's no discount on that. So you're making money off of me for that But if you don't let me have that book for cheap, then I'm probably not gonna be tempted Definitely. by a new craft So I was looking specifically for uh, crochet and actually there's another craft. Um, oh the Japanese uh, Amaguri Nope, uh, the 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 um, peasant shibari, <laughs> the peasant sewing, where they take the scraps of denim and make shirts and things. Uh, it starts with an S. There's an A and I in there somewhere. Boro is the name of the textile art, I think. Okay. But um, yeah, it's it's a style of basically Japanese quilting technique and uh yeah peasants would you know you have jeans that wore out but you still have usable patches and there's these beautiful coats and shirts made from squares of various blues with this white thread sewn around i thought i would really love to make you know something a coat of that so i was looking for that Hmm, found one at barnes and noble but it was very basic it was like oh use a running stitch i'm like okay that's the only really technique thing they showed me i'm like okay and use this size thread i'm like I don't need to buy a book just to tell me that. Yeah. I just read it. But the, I need to find the right crochet book because I have one crochet book and I settled down, found some yarn in my hook and tried it, made a chain, good chain. I could understand it. And then tried to actually make the crochet and it was a knot. So I did not understand the pictures or the descriptions in the book I have. I think it's just a matter of finding the right one or. See, I don't want to bother someone to have to show me because I won't. They, they need to have much greater patience than I think humans should have to have. Because uh. no matter how many times I see someone do it, it might not click. And then I'll be like, I didn't understand, didn't understand. So if I can just see some good illustrations or or a video on YouTube, I'm sure there's a really good video on YouTube that I could see it. Because that's how I always remember how to knit. Yeah. After I've taken an extended period of time off, it's like, how do I purl again? It's like, oh, that's right. Um, or cast on. I always have to remember how to cast on. So yeah, so it's there. Um I was looking at books, seeing ideas and it's like I need to it's it's there. The crafting bug is there and I, it something's going to happen soon from my end anyways. Okay. Well, I
0: would be willing to sit down with you for an hour or so to try and work on crochet. We could have a couple of inexpensive bottles of wine and
1: it's and, um, I don't want to bother someone else with it. It's so basic that no, I need to you know, if it was a class I could just watch someone else do it and then go home and practice, yes, but I it it flusters me too much to have to have someone watching me attempt this stuff and it, it doesn't work well. I'm like, nope, just show me how and I'll try and do it on my own. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's how I learned. That's how I taught myself. Oh love rope stuff too. I mean, um there's uh the naughty boys. You know, they uh, had a series of books and also videos. Um, what was the one I saw? One episode of what's what's the what's Safe the safer yeah. they're yeah, an yeah, and they're doing a harness, a body harness with rope, and it was like, oh, and so there's wonderful resources there online to see people doing it, and sometimes very adorable people doing it. And it's like, oh, yeah, a, a bound ginger, yum. With a goofy grin. yeah, got love that.
0: Speaking of, one other thing I do want to bring up, because they did thank us for, for mentioning them. Well, Whiteout and Pupzilla, oh. uh, the ones who donned their uh, Saturday night vest and, okay. and went to the liquor department. Hmm. They are starting up a vlog, Ooh. a latex vlog on YouTube. It's on... If you do a search for, I want to say, whiteout rubber on YouTube, you'll come across him skateboarding in full latex around MSU campus. But that's also going to be where his vlog will be. So subscribe now, get in ahead of the rush, and we will also advertise them Mm -hmm. again once episode one drops and as that goes on.
1: Also fine-tuning our... um... Like I said, we've had issues with names and how to refer to people. And it's tricky because you want to talk about things that are going on, but you also don't want to necessarily out somebody. Right. Like as a kinkster or a kinkster into a certain thing. Because the gay thing isn't quite the issue it was generations ago. For some people, it can be. But kink is still. I mean, you can get so much grief and just askance looks from people. Oh, who, yeah. Who, you know, whose respect you don't probably want to garner, but they might be in charge of your paycheck or something. No, just the amount of pup, you know, just derision I hear from other gay men. It's like, oh, this pup stuff, that's where they act like dogs and it's stupid. It's like, oh, whatever. But yeah, some people just, there's certain elements of their kingdom they don't necessarily want to be public. So we're still trying to fine-tune that, like I up. There's a situation where we refer to one person very nebulously and turns out we accidentally stumbled on... An old screen name, screen name for some site that didn't get a lot of use anymore, but still, is like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's well, almost...
0: and 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 to be fair, that was purely descriptive. Yes, yes, and yes. we were
1: trying our hardest not yeah. to use any kind of qualifiers, yeah. and it's just like, well, I, it's something I've stumbled on in the past. There's this wonderful situation where I was with a couple friends in the dorms, and they were having a water gun fight. And I was hungry and I wanted to go down to dinner and they were just all giggly and shooting each other with water guns. I'm like, enough of the lesbian foreplay. Let's go down and eat. And they both stopped. And a couple of years later, after we had all come out, they're like, we were like, oh my God, he knows. Because they were a lesbian <laughs> couple. And, and it was foreplay. In a way. And I'm like, and, and I was like, and I was just saying it just to be silly and funny and not realizing I'd hit on a truth, which sometimes I do when I'm just throwing things off the top of my head. And uh yeah, and so it was there was like he knows. I'm like, no, I had no idea. <laughs> it's like I was just doing it to be funny, but in yeah. that c but this thing with um, you know, Whiteout and Popsilla, if they've actually like anybody yeah. who's actually approached us in public at an event or something and say, Hey, I don't mind if you do a shout out or use my name or that we're fine to give you help in your fifteen minutes, as we you know Warhol would say, of fame to give a shout out or mention you if you are very proud of your ability to take a fist up your ass and don't mind the world to know it. We'll use your name, but yes, ideally we want to hear from you that you want to have, you know, your name or screen name said. And more to the point,
0: we want to hear from you. <laughs> Full stop. We want to hear We want to hear. Get more feedback from our listeners. Mm-hmm. We, we thrive.
1: We hear rumors feedback. that there are listeners out there. People say they've listened. We believe them. We don't think they're lying the, to be The blind. stats
0: on SoundCloud
1: show me that people are listening. Oh. So it... What do it, the stats equate to? I mean, bandwidth usage or actual numbers of downloads or... Yeah,
0: numbers. Number of times people have hit play on okay. an episode. I don't know... Like, I, I listen to
1: it on... My phone app.
0: Yeah, it, it will get that, too. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know, though, and I'd probably have to contact SoundCloud support, and this is more of an issue with a podcast mm-hmm. than it would be with a song, is on my stats page, am I seeing full plays, or am I just seeing people who have hit play? And with an hour and then, podcast, it makes then, a bit of a difference. And then five minutes later, it's like, no. Yeah, yeah, do, do they make it to the end? Okay. Look, my ride's here.
1: <laughs> well. yay salt yay um, salt uh, oh yeah that I mean yeah so what is what was the number um I think most
0: listened to episode episode one has had 28 unique okay visitors to it so far so oh okay and last one otherwise it's been floating in the mid to upper teens
1: okay so, so thank you all yeah you are those few those proud those <laughs> the the few the proud the insane and of
0: course if you are in the mood for something less filthy than us uh slightly we do recommend the sewers of paris podcast and if you're interested in a good movie to watch or a really bad movie to watch uh linoleum knife podcast with dave Nalonzo. Well, those I listen to, and um, yeah, those, those, and Dan Savage are the three that are currently in my phone right now. So
1: my phone, my podcasts are all RPG gaming nerding ones, which are lovely but also very niche. <laughs> very niche, not very queer, and
0: may not appreciate being mentioned on this show.
1: Oh, actually, no. I, there's some that I mean. I know several hosts who are gay. And are very vocal about it, so it's like, cool. Or buy, and so I don't think they would mind it, but... We'll, we'll wait to get... Uh... And actually, some of them are, tend to be more off-color than others, so I'm, I think we'd fit right in.
0: Yeah, well, one of the interesting things about Linoleum Knife is they said, we are running this as a clean podcast, as a challenge to oh.
1: ourselves. <laughs> well, the one I think I'm listening to right now is the actual play of Bacchanal, the role-playing game, I think it's on the JankCast podcast. And there's things where people are fucking horses. So I Like mean, you do. It's a game about debauchery in ancient, I think, Greek times. And gods have come down. And you have to get across town and escape. But everyone's having an orgy around you. And you play accordingly. It's like, wow. Okay. I mean, no, there's some wonderful queer content games that I need to bring to. Because they do have a kinky and geeky gaming um, mo- uh, mosh. No. Munch Munch, um, Here in Lansing twice a month And I think some of these one-shot independent role-playing games Which have a lot of queer content uh, There's one called A Place to Fuck Each Other And it's actually about two women Uh, There's three players Two of them are women who are trying to hook up Either to have sex or just to have a conversation Third player plays someone interrupting them An angry neighbor (laughs) shouting through the wall Um the creepy guy in the subway keeps interrupting them. I mean, so yeah, that character represents the world trying to keep these two women from hooking up. And it's a very, it's a game that's just about, and it's also about dynamics of where can you find your own safe places. So it's actually got some depth to it, but it's a very light game. it's like, and the title, a place to fuck each other. <laughs> well, we've run out of time again.
0: As we do. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, project photos, and or PayPal tips to harryprone at gmail.com. Or tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux, used under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane and Lancing Mike, wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Good night.